Welcome to Becoming Limitless. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to optimize their brain and their body with biohacking. I'm going to teach you how to eliminate brain fog and upgrade your health so you can have more productivity, energy, and growth in your business. I'm your host, Tanessa Shears. Let's jump in. Hey, welcome back to the Becoming Limitless podcast. I hope you had a great week so far and that it has been successful and you've been full of energy. I have a great episode for you today all about the five ways to meal prep for entrepreneurs, especially if you're busy. I've got options that range all over the spectrum from cash spent to time spent and you can choose which one is the best for you based on your business and how it fits into your lifestyle. Now I learned about meal prepping and how to cook and all of that stuff the hard way. I moved out from home in 2015 and I had like no idea how to cook. I had a Jillian Michaels like a fitness book that I, I used to love and, and look through all the time and I used to use the recipes in the back and many of them were really basic and straightforward. Like I'm talking things like cottage cheese and jam, by the way, which is so good. It kind of tastes like a cheesecake um, and things like rice cakes with peanut butter, like way back in the day when I used to eat just according to calories. And this is the book that I followed and I only knew how to cook separate foods. And it was a very bodybuilder diet, but at the same time, it was also where my life was. I was very much involved in the fitness and bodybuilding industry. I was competing and stuff like that. And so I knew how to cook things like rice and broccoli and plain chicken. Like nothing ever had spices on it or seasoning and it was all individual foods. And this was my idea of cooking. So my business opened in 2014 and I spent so much time prepping lunches each morning using like single ingredients I had in the cupboard. So think things like cereal and oatmeal, sandwiches, protein shakes and stuff like that. And my business at the time when I opened it in 2014, I was a personal trainer and it was a full-time job. I would see six, seven clients back to back to back without breaks. So a lot of the food I needed to be consuming was something that could be quick and easy and something I could eat between clients and not be eating during the session. So as my business scaled and I hit six figures in 2015, I was seeing like seven to eight clients five days per week. And I was still trying to find time to cook and grocery shop and do everything around my house on top of run the at home part of my business, you know, the back end, the bookkeeping, the marketing and all of that. So I found that at that point, meals were really quick and easy on purpose because I was cooking every day and quick foods tend to be fast foods. Fast foods meaning things like pasta and toast and cereal and noodles and things that like generally are high processed or sugar or flour and easy to make things that come frozen or things that can be made in just a couple of minutes. And on top of that, I like had no idea how to make anything actually taste good. And it wasn't until 2016 when I realized like, I need to stop spending so much time in the kitchen. There has to be another option besides cooking every single day for every single meal. And this is what I find with a lot of my clients. They are taking on the responsibility of prepping all of their meals one at a time every single day. And it's eating into the time that they'd rather be spending with their family and on their business. And you know, it was at that point when I realized I was cooking every day that I found my very first meal prep video on YouTube. And it was this account called Fit Men Cook. And the guy that ran it, his name is Kevin Curry. And it was one of those channels where they have like so many meal prep containers lined up. And like I said, 
I see this with my clients and this is just what many of us view meal prepping and planning to look like. So what we end up doing is just winging it and it's taking time away from the things we want to be spending our time on. So what I am teaching you in today's episode is how to use meal prepping and planning to actually win back your time so you can spend more of that time effectively, whether that be more time going back into your business or with your family. Meal prep of some form is not optional. If you want to take back your health and feel energized and sharp and clear, it means making time to prioritize the quality of the food that goes into your body. And if you want to biohack your diet, you need to have that food available to you that works for you and minimizes the inflammation in your body. Remember the inflammation that causes brain fog and causes just general fatigue and confusion and that inability to think clearly, right? And if you want to know what foods specifically to eat, I highly recommend you check out episode five and six of this podcast as they go into detail about the foods that I love to recommend that create an optimized brain and an optimized body. So when I say meal prepping and meal planning, what I'm referring to is putting intentional thought ahead of time into the way you're going to be eating. So if you are not sold on the idea of planning and prepping, let me sell you on it. So meal prepping, the advantages, well, it takes less time when you're planning in advance and completing maybe cooking more than one meal at once. It saves so much time. Also, when you're doing things all at once, there's a lot less dishes than when you're cooking every single day. And there's also a lot less decision-making. And as entrepreneurs, we need that decision-making power and we wanna save our brain power for our business. If you think of your ability to make smart, fast decisions, I'd like to think of it like a gas tank, meaning a gas tank is full and then it empties. So our ability to make clear, effective decisions is like that too. We wake up each morning with the gas tank full, so we're able to make effective decisions, but then decision fatigue sets in. The more decisions you make throughout the day, it drains on your uh, brain power. And this is called, like I said, decision fatigue, and it has a massive effect on your productivity in your business. So if you're constantly wasting your decisions on things like, what should I cook today? What should I eat today? Do I have groceries for this? What time am I gonna cook? Should I grab something? This is all a waste of your brain power. So by deciding ahead of time, you can effectively keep your decisions for the things that matter. Now, when you have food prepped or planned ahead of time, you are also way more likely to make healthy choices. Even to this day, when I go into my fridge, I know what meals are planned and prepped for the day. So I don't have to argue with myself about what I eat. I just pick up what I had already planned. But if I don't have anything planned and I walk up to the fridge and I'm like, what am I going to eat? There is a way, way higher chance that I'm going to pick something that I can make in a couple minutes and I'm not thinking about my brain and my body health long term. I'm not thinking, am I getting quality fats? Am I getting enough protein? Am I getting plenty of vegetables? Normally, all I'm thinking about is how fast can I eat it and get back to my desk so that I can get through my list and be done by the end of my workday. So it is super important that you have a plan ahead of time, whether that food is prepped ahead of time or not. We just need to be always making our decisions intentionally from a place of like knowing in advance how I want to feel and what I want to eat rather than the emotional decisions that we're making in the moment. And like I said One of the best parts about meal planning in advance is it gives you a lot more variety and different nutrients and vitamins and types of foods because if left with no planning, 
There is probably four or five recipes that you go to on repeat over and over again that you eat every single week. So by meal planning and prepping in advance, you can actually choose recipes that allow you to eat different vegetables, different sources of protein, grab different types of fat, different colors of vegetables, all different things that create a very diverse micronutrient balance in the foods that you're eating. Now, there are some decisions that you need to make ahead of time when it goes into meal planning and prepping. I'm not going to go into those in too much detail in this episode, but there are things that you need to decide in advance, like how many meals are you prepping for when you're cooking or planning, meaning are you planning for two days worth of food, three days worth of food, a week's worth of food, like how many recipes are you going to need to find or add into your collection and grocery shop from. And then also, what meals do you want to cook ahead of time? Like in our house, we always do breakfast fresh every day. My husband always does eggs and I add an avocado to that every single morning, but our lunches and dinners are always prepped in advance. So some of those are decisions that you're going to want to make ahead of time just to smooth out the process and really help with your planning. So there are four main misconceptions about meal planning that I want to go over with you today. Number one is, I hear this from my clients all the time, they say, I don't have time. You don't get it. It takes way too much time. But the truth is, meal prepping actually allows you to free up time. So I want you to think about this. Say you spend 45 minutes cooking lunch and dinner three days in a row. So you're using, what is that, like almost three to four hours cooking your food, right? If you meal prep in advance, so say you took two hours and cooked on a Monday, but you cooked enough recipes and food for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, lunch and dinner, you've essentially cut the amount of time that you are in the kitchen in half. So you are buying back that time by thinking ahead of time. Misconception number two is that you will have to prep for a whole week at a time and have a billion of those little meal prep containers lined up and everything is stacked up in the fridge. This is not true. Another thing my clients say to me is like, I don't know if I wanna be eating the same thing all week or if I don't know if I want to be reheating food five days after you cook it. Well, that is a misconception. You don't actually have to just do cooks once a week. It's up to you. You can do cooking bi-weekly and that's what we do. So we do all of our cooking on Sunday and then again on Wednesday. So when we cook for Sunday, we just do enough for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's really simple. You can do once a week, It works really well for some people. It really just has to do with what your schedule allows and what you want to make time for. Alternatively, you could cook every other day. There are lots of options. So the best thing you can do is choose one, try it for a couple of weeks, and then evaluate whether it worked for you. Misconception number three is that the food that you'll be eating all week will be frozen and then you'll have to thaw it and warm it up. And I've had clients say to me like, I don't like the idea of just thawing frozen food all the time. And that's okay, you don't have to do that. Some of my clients do, like they'll make batch soups or they'll make batch chilies or they will do different types of sauces and stir fries and freeze them and pull them out on an as needed basis. And that works for them. But for us, we don't eat any of our food frozen and then thawed. We actually reheat food for two to three days between batch cooks and we just keep it in individual corningware containers in the fridge and we don't have to freeze any of our food. So if that's something that you're thinking you don't want to do, it's a misconception and I promise that is not the only solution. The last and final misconception is that if you meal plan and prep ahead of time, you're going to be eating the same food all the time. But the truth is that is not true at all. In fact, 
Prepping in advance and planning and thinking about my food a week at a time actually allows me to be so much more creative. I get to choose different recipes each week or for each time I cook and I can eat them as, you know, just the recipes as is, as as directed on the instructions, or I can mix and match ingredients. For example, I can swap the vegetables from two different recipes I've prepared, or I can match with a salad that wasn't even part of it and just, you know, add in some vegetables or I can swap out the carb sources. Like there is no rule that you have to be stuck eating the same foods. In fact, when I sit down and meal plan about once a month, I'll spend some time on Pinterest and I'll go through and find some different Buddha bowl options or find some different sheet pan meals or stir fry. And I mean, I just recently got an instant pot about, oh, about a month ago now, and it has opened up a whole bunch of doors in terms of recipes that we can cook a lot faster. So if you are thinking that you have to eat the same food all the time, consider the fact that planning in advance actually allows you to choose different recipes intentionally instead of already defaulting to the ones you already know. Now let's get down to the nitty gritty, the five different ways that you can plan your meals or meal prep, especially if you're busy and you're an entrepreneur and you need it to fit into your lifestyle. Now, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to fluff up meal planning here and tell you that it doesn't take any time because it does. It just doesn't take as much time as you think. The goal of anything we implement, especially with biohacking, is that we want to be getting more energy out of what we are doing than what you put in. So meaning if You take, you know, an hour, half an hour, two hours to do meal planning and prepping during the week. The energy that you get from the clarity and the focus you're able to have because you reduce the inflammation in your body is going to yield more productivity in your business. So having said that, having planned and prepared food is going to come at one of two costs. It's either going to be cash intensive or it's gonna be time intensive and you get to decide which one you want. So I'm gonna go through these five different ways that you can plan for your food or prepare your food going from DIY to done for you. So number one is that you can do all of your own grocery shopping, planning and cooking yourself. Like I said, this is time intensive because it's gonna take your time to go grocery shopping, your time to pick out the recipes and plan them and schedule them into your calendar, and of course your time to cook them. This is more of the budget-friendly option because you are doing it yourself and you are spending your time instead of your cash. Now, this is the way that I started out doing it because I really didn't know what I was doing with my meal planning at the beginning, and I also didn't have the cash reserve in order to pay someone to do the cooking for me. So if you have never done meal planning before and you don't have you know, money sitting around to have someone help you out or do the cooking for you, I would highly suggest that you start here and at least learn what kind of schedule, pattern, and routine works for you. Option number two is to have your groceries delivered And then you do all the planning and you do all the cooking. So this would look like, you know, you picking out all your recipes at the beginning of the week, making a grocery list, and then having either someone deliver your groceries for you and do the grocery shopping or pick them up at the store. So many stores here, especially where I live in Vancouver, you can do something called click and collect. So what you would do is you would go on the website, you'd select all the different things, the groceries that you want to get, and somebody does the shopping for you. And essentially you you pick a time slot, you pull up to the store, and they bring your groceries out to the car. So what this does is it saves you the time of actually 
being in the grocery store. This works especially well is if you make it part of, you know, an errand, something you already have to leave the house for. You just pull into the grocery store, pick up your groceries and done. It just pretty much saves you the grocery shopping. So the other option is to have them delivered right to your door. There are many different companies that will charge a nominal fee, like five, 10, $15 to do all the shopping for you. And then hand them to you at your door, which is super wonderful. I know that Amazon does some grocery deliveries. I know there's an app called Instacart, which I actually haven't used myself, but I've heard wonderful things about. But the second option is, like I said, you do your planning and then you have your groceries delivered to you and then you do the cooking. So that's saving you the time of doing the grocery shopping, but there is a cost associated with that. So you just get to weigh what is more important there, the grocery shopping time or the money spent having someone do it for you. The third thing that you can do is have a meal kit delivered to you and you just do the cooking. So there's lots of services that deliver all of the ingredients, all chopped up, all portioned out and ready to go. The recipes are decided. You just have to do the cooking part. And I know here that we have an option. I think I think there's a company called like HelloFresh or something like that where you go and you indicate which of the recipes that they offer that you would love for them to deliver and everything shows up at your door. The nice thing is this saves you time grocery shopping. This saves you time on the finding recipes. You basically just get to select the recipes that you want and you don't have to do all the vegetable chopping up, which I don't know about you, but that's probably my least favorite part of cooking for me personally is having to chop up the onions and the peppers and the cucumbers and everything else. So this is a great way to save time. You basically have someone deliver a box to the door, you take the ingredients out of the box and you cook them. So meal kit delivery is option number three that can save you a lot of time, but it does cost a little bit of money. Option four is to have someone do it all for you, like outsource the entire project of meal planning. It is cash intensive and minimally time intensive. So if you are at the point in your business where your time is better spent, you know, meeting customers or creating products, this is something that you may want to consider the next step for you to help buy back more of your time. Now, most people think this means hiring a chef, someone to come to your house and do all of your cooking for you. And while that would be great, there are actually other options for outsourcing that may be more accessible than you think. So like I said, there's the option to actually bring someone into your house to do all the cooking for you. The second option that you can think of when you're wanting to outsource the whole thing is meal delivery. There are actually companies that prep and prepackage and portion out for you entire meals and they will serve them and bring them to your house. They can bring, you know, five days worth of food, a week worth of food. Some of them can go in the freezer. Some of them can go in the fridge. They can be all types of varieties and you can pick different recipes. And all you would have to do here is warm them up when you're ready to eat them. This is wonderful for saving time and it really can help you get a lot of different recipes in and have someone whose full job and passion it is to make the food, make it for you and then deliver it to your house on a regular basis. Another option is to ask someone in your family to help out. There is actually an influencer I follow online and she outsourced her cooking to her sister who actually loves to cook and her sister was a stay-at-home mom and really liked being at home with the kids but wanted to pick up some extra income. So it was fascinating how she offered her sister, hey, uh, I'll pay you to do the grocery shopping and the cooking and everything like that. And that's a way of, you know, helping her sister earn a living while she was staying at home but at the same time have all her meal prepping done. So 
Is there someone in your family who would be more than happy to do all that for you for, you know, a reasonable amount, something that you could trade them for, whether that be trading services, maybe you watch their kids a couple days a week, maybe, you know, you just pay them directly. There are lots of options in terms of friends or family that you have that would be more than happy to help you out. Something else you could think about is swapping with a friend or a family member. So for example, if I were to do all the planning, all the prepping and the cooking for one week, and then maybe I'd have my sister or a girlfriend do all the cooking, planning and prepping for another week, but we'd cook enough for each other. So during my week, I'd cook enough food for me and enough food for her. And I'd make sure I'd get that to her and then switch so that you're only having to do the cooking and the planning and everything like that every other week. And it's not going to fall on you every single week. This actually works quite well if you have someone or that is close to you, that lives close to you, that is willing to share that duty with you and also has similar tastes. The last option I have that follows under this category here is to outsource it to your kids or your spouse. So maybe you do some kind of trade-off where, you know, someone does this set of chores and someone does this set of chores and someone does the cooking so that if cooking is something that you just don't want to spend your time on personally, is there someone who likes cooking in your family or is would be happy to step up and help you out? It's always worth asking and seeing where there's that give and take in the family relationships in which you can... Have someone help you with your cooking in exchange for maybe a favor or you're running an errand for them or maybe you're doing a chore trade-off. So we've now gotten to our fifth way of how to meal prep if you're an entrepreneur and the fifth option is just to eat out for every meal. This works really well for some people but it is very cash and time intensive. So meaning if you're gonna go to a restaurant for every single meal, it is likely going to cost a lot of money, obviously. And it is also going to cost the time, you know, to go to the restaurant, to sit in the restaurant, wait for them to cook your food and to bring it home. This kind of works well if you're able to work at the restaurant or, you know, if you're on your own and don't mind eating out by yourself all the time. This means, though, that you are usually not in control of your choices. So there are many restaurants that, to save a bit of money, will cut their virgin olive oil with canola oil or they'll just cook with vegetable oil and canola oil. So you aren't able to be fully in control of what is going into your food. You're not able to say, I don't like these type of oils don't cook it this way. These are foods I'm sensitive to. Generally, their recipes and menus are pretty set, although you can ask them, you know, to grill things instead of to fry it and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, what is going into your food is still beyond your control and you will have more control, obviously, if you're making the food yourself. But at the end of the day, the decision comes down to what you can get a better return on either with a DIY, do-it-yourself way, like we did in option one, or done for you. What can you get a better return on with your time? So here's what we currently do in my house. And like I said, it's always evolving. So I do all of the planning and I grocery shop at one of the two stores. We will usually shop at a smaller store, you know, a place like a farmer's market or a kin's market, somewhere we can get the vegetables. And then we'll usually do a bigger shop at somewhere like Costco. So this is a bit time intensive, but I enjoy doing the planning because it's also part of what I do in my business is I teach people how to effectively plan and stuff like that. And I really do enjoy looking for recipes. 
The other shop, usually the Costco shop, is done by my husband and he does all of the cooking. So my trade is that I do the majority of the cleaning and I'm a stay-at-home mom running my business. So I do things like, you know, I do all the laundry and I, I clean the kitchen, I take care of our daughter, I sweep the floor, vacuuming, changing sheets, paying bills, you know, all of the stuff that goes into running a home. But as my business goes grows, we are going to begin outsourcing more and more of these tasks that aren't adding to the value of our life. So just a couple of months ago, we started outsourcing our cleaning. We have someone that comes in one to two times a month to help us with the big stuff, the stuff that we don't have time for during the week because we are doing the cooking right now. We're taking care of our daughters. I'm running a business. My husband works full time and she helps out with things like showers and bathrooms and floors and windows, the big projects that we don't want to take our family time doing anymore. And we have it on our future plan to begin outsourcing the cooking. So by continuously growing my business, it's allowing me to buy back my time. So like I said, these are the strategies that you can choose and which one you choose really depends on a couple of things. It depends on your cash flow. It depends on if you enjoy cooking because some people use cooking as their downtime and their time to just de-stress and unwind and they enjoy it. And it also depends on how much of your time you need to buy back to put into your business. So I would love to know, Which of the five ways are you currently meal prepping and planning in your home and what is the next step for you? What would you like to do as your your wish list? Meaning if you could move just to the next level, would you have someone come in and cook? Would you have meal kits delivered? I would love to hear about it. So don't forget to tell me about it and tag me at Tanessa Shears on Instagram or reach out to me and let me know. If you're really loving the idea of having your meals prepped ahead of time because you know it'll help you with your clarity and your energy, I would love for you to download my Entrepreneur's Playbook. It's called 12 Ways to Biohack Your Energy. It's my top 12 biohacks that are going to help you with productive mornings and be able to wake up fully energized and stay energized throughout the day without going through those crashes that happen in the afternoon and feeling snacky and foggy and just not feeling like the productive entrepreneur you want to be. So if you'd like to download my free guide, 12 ways to biohack your energy, just head to tanessashears.com forward slash playbook and you can get it for free there. I will leave the link in the description. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will look forward to talking to you next week. I'll see you then. Bye. Ready to begin each day feeling energized and focused? I'd love to work with you one-on-one. In my Becoming Limitless program, you're going to learn how to optimize your brain and body with science and biohacking so you can be highly productive and grow your business faster. Join me over at tanessashears.com slash work with me. I'll see you there.